Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, everybody. Uh, welcome to the Billboard on Broadway podcast again. I'm Rebecca Millsoff, your host. I am a senior editor at Billboard and a big musical theater fan as well. So today uh, I want to talk about something that, if possible, is even more controversial to talk about on occasion than musical theater itself, which is acapella. Uh, when you're a musical theater fan, I think you kind of get used to defending your taste to your friends. Um, and I mean, part of the purpose of this podcast is to show that musicals uh, are often much more than just people singing and dancing through life. Not that there's anything wrong with that, of course, but um, that musicals can feel super relevant to what's going on in pop culture today. Uh, but acapella is on another level entirely. I think if I were to think of my first acapella memory, it would be from this uh, game show for kids when I was growing up called Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego, which actually had a resident acapella group on the show, which is a funny thing to think of any TV show doing today. But uh, they were called Rockapella, and it turns out they put out a bunch of albums and were sort of responsible for modernizing the sound of acapella. Um, and then after that, I remember in high school, when I was a senior, uh, this male acapella group from some small liberal arts college came to our school and sang for one of my classes. And they sang Peter Gabriel's In Your Eyes. And I was just completely smitten. And I was convinced this is what all college boys were going to be like. Like they were, they were clearly all going to, you know, harmonize beautifully together. Clearly that wasn't true. Um, but, uh, you know, Acapella doesn't seem like it should be such a controversial thing. You know, effectively, acapella groups are cover bands. They typically sing uh, pop songs just without instrumental accompaniment. Um, but as I learned, once I got to college, acapella is actually this strangely polarizing thing. Uh, there are people who absolutely love it and people who flat out hate it. And there do not seem to be many people in between. <laughs> but uh, shifting to today, acapella is actually surprisingly to me, maybe not to some of you, uh, a pretty formidable charts presence. Um, above all, there's Pentatonix, the 
acapella group that took over humanity. Um, they've had seven charting albums on the Billboard 200 going back to 2012, including six top tens and two number ones. They've sold almost five million albums in the U.S., which is incredible. Um, and then there's, of course, the soundtracks from the Pitch Perfect movies. Um, the first Pitch Perfect soundtrack uh, went to number three on the Billboard 200. The uh, Pitch Perfect 2 soundtrack debuted at number one. Um, and then, uh, you know, slightly less gargantuan in their success, but um, there is, you know, the, the Glee cast has put out one acapella album. Uh, there's an all-male acapella group called Straight No Chaser who have charted on the Billboard 200 multiple times. And now, in the next step of the acapella takeover, there is perhaps inevitably an all-acapella Broadway show called In Transit. Um, it was co-written by four people, which is an unusual number of people to really equally co-write a Broadway show. Uh, Kristen Anderson Lopez is probably the most well-known. She co-wrote Frozen with her husband. Uh, and the other three, James Allen Ford, Russ Kaplan, and Sarah Wordsworth, like Kristen, all have uh, a pretty solid acapella background. They were in college acapella groups. They did post-collegiate acapella, which, as I learned talking to them, is a thing. I wasn't aware of that. Um, so we got together and talked recently about In Transit, about what it took for Broadway to be ready for an acapella musical, uh, about how you go about theatricalizing acapella in the first place, and why acapella is such a divisive topic in the first place. The entire team of In Transit is here, which is exciting. We never have four writers of a show at once, and it's rare to even it's have four writers of a show. <laughs> shows don't have four writers. Yes, most yeah. shows do and not have. sorry for them, because it's so much more it's fun. so much oh, fun. Yeah. And less work. <laughs> I want to know how you even get work done. It must just be like sitting around and having fun all Well, the time. it did take a <laughs> while take many to get years. here. And actually, the truth is, the show happened because it was an excuse for us to get together as friends. I think I, about 16 years, but it was a nice pace, I thought. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we get into that, would you mind going and just telling us who's who and maybe a little bit about your own personal Aka history, sure. if I can make up a word. <laughs> I'm James Allen Ford. I'm a um, composer and book writer of the show. And um, uh, I was in cockapella groups uh, all throughout college, mixed company of Yale. And Did you just say cockapella groups? <laughs> 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 you definitely said cockapella. Sounds like someone's spicing up their sex. Another new word. Um, anyway, uh, all no, no, I said acapella. Groups. Uh, you stepped on my big one. The, I was a member of the Whiff and Poofs of Yale. For America's first acapella group. Anyway. I have a. I, I should let you know that I have a personal dream to one day date a Whiff and Poof. So uh, oh, he's available. Call me. Call me. <laughs> I was actually talking to a director today. My mom today, would be so pleased. Um, <laughs> Lies. He's dated like three Whiff and Poofs. This director. Um, have him call me. Male. Male. Oh. Yeah, I did. I was like, have you met James Allen Ford? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we can make a quartet. <laughs> <laughs> you were in other acapella groups. No, 
Okay, well, hi, I'm Sarah Wordsworth. <laughs> I am a lyricist oh, wait, and librettist. Um, okay, back to James Allen. <laughs> but no, Sarah can cover it because Sarah was also... You were the same right. acapella group, so that's what I thought. So I was in an acapella group, a post-grad group at Columbia University called Redline, and James Allen was the leader the of that group, yeah. <laughs> fearless leader. Um, and then I was also one of the founding members of the group we were all in, and we call that Bob Ross Juice Box. I thought we were never going to speak with oh, that's Bob That's a great name. <laughs> yes. yeah. It's a great name. So Not everybody waves well, I like, like that. It's I like sounding, Ross, but so do we. And I also like juice You get it. Yes. That's yes, exactly what it means. You got it. You could have totally, it. it's it's totally come in sixth in the harmony suites. Things from our childhood. Six out of six. Out of seven, I think. I think we were not last. It Not sounded yet. nice. Not yet. Excellent. Russ, what's your experience? <laughs> well, um, I was a member of the Carnegie Mellon University Sound Bites. That's Bites with a Y. And, um, Important ju- fact, just yeah. two groups, that one so and, the, um, group and the aforementioned science. Bob Ross Juice Box, although I'm not Am I in the group yet? No, no. You're in. We, we, oh, right. Um, you gave me, We yeah. gave him a certificate uh, on opening night of Broadway. I have not signed off. Officially accepted. It's been a 17-year audition, really. <laughs> still, it's pending dues. But it paid off. Pending dues. dues. Right. <laughs> um, we'll, see. we'll see when that it's happens. It's the secret yeah. society of acapella groups, basically. Yeah. 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 Thank it you. It is. <laughs> um, I, I was part of the Williams College E-flats, spelled like Ephraim Williams, um, PH um, E flats is a musical note, yes. and then I, I graduated. Wow. And I was also part of a female acapella group here in the city, and I gigged with James Allen and Sarah during Weirdly that time so, at Columbia. Yeah. And then James yeah. Allen and I met each other at the BMI uh, Lehman Engel Musical Theater too. Writing Workshop, and then I was part of Bob Ross. So, fun fact about weird uh, acapella names for groups we came up with a name for our group in the show which two right, members, our fictional group in fictional the show group. and they mm-hmm. are resting pitch face what was the what did it, it, it used to be can't can't be happening terrible name tight harmonies i'm actually without words she just took her earplugs out they can edit that in post. I don't even know what to say. I will just address the tight harmonies in the background that you may be hearing because the in-transit cast is rehearsing uh, in a room nearby. Um, everybody is acting like this is a lie, but it's, it's true. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like there needs to be some master dictionary somewhere of all the genius slash awful acapella group names that have They're been amazing. come up with. They're, They're so, so creative good. and dorky. And At least a web page. I my like favorite, my favorite is there's a, a medical school group I heard about called Arrhythmia. Oh, that's <laughs> oh, <laughs> Arrhythmia is good. I liked, when I was in college, there was a group called the Din and Tonics, which I enjoyed. Oh, oh, oh a little yeah. group called the Din and Tonics at Harvard. Right? I like, um, I like <laughs> a, a high school it's group high. called Unaccompanied Minors. That's, like that's oh, the neighborhood. That's They're down the street from Oh, yeah. Whoa. <laughs> you live near unaccompanied minors. I do. <laughs> That's inappropriate. Well, this could go on forever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it um, will. So, so has the world been ready for an acapella musical all this time, or did no. it take no. a very, very long time <laughs> for, us, for us to get to this place? Because I want to say that the um, acapella has a surprisingly, or at least for me, a surprisingly intense charts presence um, here at Billboard. Uh, Thank you, thanks Pentatonics. to Pentatonix, <laughs> thanks mm-hmm. to the Pitch Perfect soundtracks, thanks to 
um, Glee also. I wasn't aware that there was an entirely acapella Glee album that came out that I hit. wasn't aware of that either. Yes, that it was it was it was a little album called Glee Presents the Warblers. It was Warblers oh, no. all day. Oh, really the Telly the Warblers. Yes, the war. the Warblers the keeping acapella alive. Yes. <laughs> If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Some of them more yeah. than Beelzebub's, but Telly was the, one of the I was going to say Telly were, was one. Yeah. Telly yeah. Leung, who is in the cast. Telly Leung, who is in the cast. Telly didn't sing it. No. Um, no. All of which is to say, a- acapella is a thing that we all have to acknowledge at this moment in time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have a theory about why it's a thing, because mm-hmm. as we get increasingly digital... Acapella is the one one of the remaining things that's incredibly analog. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is just a bunch of people singing in a room at the same time, and I think it's refreshingly human when we're spending all our time with like digital content. That's mm-hmm. my theory. No, that makes sense. It's exciting. I mean, we were developing the show long before acapella was really hitting the mainstream, like on the Billboard charts, and. Um, so it's kind of a, a blessing for us that it that it had sort of a long gestation period because people just, got more excited about acapella. Mm-hmm. We were biding our time, waiting for the world to be ready. <laughs> <laughs> was there, when you first started working on it, was there a feeling ever of, oh, like, how are we going to sell this, or will this well, be there difficult? There was. The, the off-Broadway version, they were like, let's don't say the word acapella, let's just... Yeah, there's always been that question with marketing on how much we um, talk about the acapella-ness of, of well, the Because I think some people, it's sort of like those people who had a bad experience with tequila. It only takes one, and then and <laughs> no. then you don't go back to tequila. I went back to my college reunion, and I sort of learned why people hate acapella. <laughs> it's, it's song after song, covers after cover after cover, and, you know, they have to do it really interestingly, or it gets really mm-hmm. long. That said, I also think um, there are studies that show that if you spend time with the human voice in harmony with another human voice, you actually, um, your brain squirts serotonin and oxytocin, the two neurotransmitters (laughs) responsible for happiness and bonding. Mm -hmm. So people's moods actually are raised. And I think that's really happening to people who come to to our show. I would like to see these. Um, happens to Google us. it. Google it. No, that's amazing to think about. I mean, I, in terms of the idea of not using the the dirty word acapella, I was going to say that I think that acapella is something that people have very strong reactions to. Mm-hmm. Either it in the completely notions. people who mm-hmm. love acapella are obsessed with acapella, and people yeah. who don't like acapella straight up hate acapella. And I wonder. I mean, why do you think it's such a polarizing thing? I think people have a preconceived notion dating back to barbershop, or maybe well, they think it's it's very you know, sweet. It's very not very sweet, not ironic. Right? It's very of another time. I yeah, think. it's the anti-irony. You yeah. cannot be ironic while singing because you're too busy tuning in and listening to someone, you're and you have it to very seriously. And yeah, it's very hard to be <laughs> ironic while you're doing this. Um, but I also think maybe it, it there's a there's something that happens in colleges where you're either in an acapella group and you're part of the scene or you're not. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. 
Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. And I think maybe some people have a reaction to to that that time that it could be an exclusivity mm. thing in some ways. And I promise you, anyone who buys a ticket for In Transit is part of the family. Part of my family. <laughs> <laughs> you, you get enveloped in Circle in the Square and you and you you feel like you are in the show. But that's mm-hmm. one of my favorite compliments is when people say, I just was so involved in the show, watching the show, that I forgot it was a cappella. Mm-hmm. That, that that sort of like fades away and you're invested in the characters and their stories. Because it's not a group standing up there in a horseshoe for an hour and a half. It's, yeah. They're all over the stage. They, you're like, how are they getting their pitch? It's, it's very seamless. I was going to say, what are the challenges of theatricalizing acapella in the first place? Because as you said, we are used to seeing acapella as a ring of people and someone's standing at a mic. They are numerous. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the number one thing is making sure everybody can hear each other uh, because they're all over the place. They still have to sing when they're backstage, changing costumes. Changing clothes, like yeah. They don't mm-hmm. stop singing for 100 minutes. Uh, so they're all wearing two um, earplug monitors, basically, um, mm-hmm. so they can hear each other all the time, and we so they can hear the conductor. This. this has never been done on Broadway before. Right. Um, uh-huh. Mariah Carey had ear monitors at New Year's. You might remember. yeah. Let's see how that worked out. Yeah. <laughs> you may have heard of ear monitors before. Um, I was so, going to say, is yeah. that more like what I, I would think? That's more rock like what like a rock band yeah. has yeah. to go through all yeah. the time. Yeah, yeah, it's common with rock bands, but but uh, Broadway actors have never had to to even try it before. So. Mm-hmm. But they can't territory. see the conductor, so they have to hear the conductor. Yes. Yeah. So that's why they have to have mm-hmm. to is the, hear is, each other. <laughs> is there a conductor offstage? There is. There the, is. the show is conducted. His name is Rick Hipflores, and he taught all the music, but then he also uh, he counts them in on a microphone through their secret monitors in their ears. Oh, yeah. wow. He gives them the, he gives them the starting pitches? pitches from a keyboard, mm-hmm. you know, the opening chord. It's very um, 007 yeah. was happening. <laughs> yeah. He, and they're getting really And they have they to do choreography him. and scene work and right. sing, and they're going crazy at the beginning. So they're when getting they... a drum beat in their ears. Uh-huh. They're getting, um, yeah, all of that. Rick is talking to them during the show and getting them queued up. Yep. Well, this is not the first time I've said this on this podcast, but multitasking is hard. Multitasking is just difficult. Um, that's crazy. So I, I was curious whether, you know, if you're a good Broadway singer, it doesn't necessarily mean you're a good acapella group member. And so much of acapella is about ensemble and maybe not having a star all the time. How did you find the right people for the show and what were you looking for? Because the cast all come from pretty mm-hmm. diverse yeah. backgrounds too. I think over the sure. years, we got pretty um, good at knowing what we were looking for in auditions and mm-hmm. it being a combination of terrific Broadway um, actors and singers, but and also we, personality type. That we was hear them. To, we ask to them to blend and to, to learn yeah. a part and to sing it for mm-hmm. us. Um, I think there's two factors we had to look for um, more carefully in this show than maybe other shows might have to. One is musicianship. You know, we had to give everybody a sight singing test and really make sure they could just read their way through the score really quickly uh, because there's a lot of score to learn. And um, you can't really audition personality, which you started to ask about, but you know, mm-hmm. we definitely had to be very conscious of people who were just really game to dig into this and, and right. had great team player personality. Uh, in any other show, mm-hmm. a Broadway star could feasibly just get their part played out for them, learn it by ear, and go on and sing. That can't happen in our show. They have to be able to read music, they have to be able to keep their part, and 
various harmonies. And the swings. Oh, I, I, have to, I just have to give a <laughs> oh shout my out to the swings. Some of them cover three tracks. And when we went into rehearsals, they, they had to learn the soprano, the alto, the mezzo. They had to learn not only that, but three everyone's tracks. track. And each person's track consists of like 500 different things they have to do down to like then I put my shoes on then I sing background over here and that's when I'm able to put my hat on and uh, <laughs> I mean like and then I move the subway chairs over here each track is is its own like a uh, family circus journey mm-hmm. of of dotted lines if you get that reference <laughs> sure sure yeah <laughs> I almost, that took me a second <laughs> I think it, yeah I think we're all hashtag slightly old people here we're like we're all like, we're like all Jesus. generally the same generation I'm getting the family circus references and the Bob Ross and the because I'm younger <laughs> today we talked about oak tag and like if you oh, know what oak, oak tag, tag is you're old I don't know what oak tag oh, is oh you're old okay. oak tag old. no I know what oak tag oak is tag it's is that kind of like manila paper right yeah well it was oh, I called it yeah, Manila like, paper, so okay. I'm just one generation removed from yeah. exactly. I think maybe the original thing. I just call it Manila. <laughs> <laughs> now I think they call it like poster board, or like you have to get a poster board. But it was Oak Tag. Good thing we back to the show. Veering away from paper products for a minute. <laughs> um, so, with all that said, it seems all like rife with possibilities for onstage train wrecks. What, <laughs> you know, I was going to say that when I, in a traditional Broadway show, you have a conductor, and if someone forgets a line or is behind a beat, you know, the conductor can vamp for a little bit. I, I would, a couple of incidences. But <laughs> is there, is there, few, really. is there any vamping in acapella, or is it yeah, just like, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, there's a, they provide all of the underscoring in the show. One thing that happened, an actress forgot her line that rhymed at the end of the phrase, and then they all started laughing on stage, and they couldn't really get back together for half a song. There's a more, there's a more graphic story. I will not name names, but um, two of our actors got a terrible stomach virus during the middle of oh, no. Four Days Home, and they didn't Prepare come back on. Um, they weren't able to come back on, and they had to actually stop the show. Uh, I won't explain why. I will. <laughs> but when the actors are the orchestra, you can't have like the piano and the cello wander Walk off and yeah, throw and be up. Sick. Yeah. Um, so we had to wait for the piano and the cello to throw up. <laughs> held the show, had to have business got in them booth. cleaned up, and the wow. piano and the cello needed to come back on and do the rest of the show. God bless them. Oh my God! Super fun to um, be a writer because after every performance, you get this show report and it lists all of these fun facts. So it's like my favorite yeah. reading every day. I'm like. Oh, is the show oh, over darn, yet? What I missed happened? That. <laughs> yeah. I always skip right to the end to just make sure they stood up. The, the and they always do. I don't know if she's telling the truth or not, but they always understand. That's crazy. Um, and and in terms of how the, I mean, this group has to be, I would think, even more cohesive than a regular ensemble is. Have have there been group bonding activities? How did they oh, all, yeah. you know, yeah, get on I, the same page? I will say, I mean, they were a they are a very close cast and and crew, and we are very close with them. But they're not a huge partying group you know they have they to sing a lot you would like them we also have a lot more. of parents i wouldn't <laughs> no i'd like them to they keep do potluck that's a party they do. Yeah, like thanksgiving, <laughs> thanksgiving yeah. we had we had 
two shows or something. It was some kind of crazy schedule. And so we all brought our oh, leftovers right. from Thanksgiving. You brought um, a whole turkey. I brought a whole turkey. <laughs> um, shout out delicious. to the Texas delicious. smoked turkey that and was And Kim brought that, that ham, too. It was really good. Yeah. Ham. And it was really, <laughs> like, that, those are the moments that make working on Broadway just this really special thing that you don't always get in mm-hmm. other other communities where you work in because there it is your life when you're doing eight shows a week and uh, those holiday weeks you're away from your family and it becomes a family and um mm-hmm. it's pretty Especially cool thing. Acapella. Yeah. 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 yeah they sing together the whole show so we're all pretty tight I mean, as we touched upon at the beginning of this conversation, having four writers on a show is really uncommon. I don't – has it happened before? Is it – I'm sure I it has. Some, some capacity. Yeah. Maybe not this unique like working or yeah. combination. I think, I'm not sure have, that the four have all taken a book, music, and lyrics no. credit. Yeah, yeah. to have four really us, equal yeah. partners. Four people write the mm-hmm. book together, but as, as Russ said, we really function like a writer's room. Mm-hmm. You know, best joke wins, and we all support each other's ideas or shoot them down. We're, we're most <laughs> equal in terms of the book part. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, James Allen and I, I guess, outside of that, focus more on the notes and um, mm-hmm. Kristen and Sarah, the lyricists, uh, primarily. Okay. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, I, do you have very different musical tastes among you? Because to have a sound that ends up cohesive, um, like what do you there's all... There's overlap. I mean, there's, there's, overlap, a, yeah. there's a center of the Venn diagram. He's an outlier. But, this um, one's an outlier. This is an outlier. I, yeah. <laughs> the, the, three of us, the three of us... <laughs> both shared a jazz and vortex in there. Yeah, yeah um, but sure. the three of us were like theater theater. Kids. Slash 86. Mm-hmm. And the good thing about yeah, this score is pop. each character took on a different sort of pastiche mm-hmm. genre. So it didn't, it wasn't like we had to stick to the, the light motif. I would say Russ is, Russ is cooler. Like Russ knows about the <laughs> indie <laughs> bands. And hey. Russ, uh, Russ has a whole You're jazz cool. piano. Like if you want to hear like a jazz Odyssey version of the. Um, and you we know you have. No, I have a jazz concept album based the Odyssey. He has a jazz concept album. And the Odyssey's long. Yeah. Wow. So, so what do you all what do you all like listening to in your spare time? Do you have shared obsessions or? What are we all into? I'm I'm really obsessed with Sarah Bareilles right now, um, and I have been up. obsessed with Sarah Bareilles <laughs> for for a good decade now. But I think before that, like there were definite cast albums that we were all like Sarah and I. Cast album. I mean, Sarah we, and I yeah, were like those girls who wore the phantom long t-shirt. I wore an extra extra large secret garden shirt like it went down to my knees <laughs> most days of so high school. So wear leggings every day. Same, same. Right. <laughs> I also had a very chic comedy and tragedy pin in which very chic. Yeah. This is so we were really cool. my ideal <laughs> group of people. <laughs> Kristen and I are both into like rootsy stuff too like Alison Krauss. And, oh yeah, um, yeah. I really yes. Creek, that kind I don't know, like some country mm-hmm. sometimes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and so. no surprise I'm Ain't obsessed no with Indigo Girls. Yes. I wanted to be an Indigo Girl. The I, Indigo Girls. I love Why Billy isn't the score more, more folks, you guys? <laughs> um, How did it not end up that moving, way? Moving, 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 moving. Oh, um, yeah. Also, what makes folksy work is a lot of like those banjo sounds. It's, it's really hard, hard to do banjo with like the voice. Try. Although we do that. Yeah, yeah. In one song. Diddling, That's our banjo. Things you don't think about when you don't know acapella. Well, I enjoy that you just sang a little hold on for me. What we all dream of. Don't 
she'll sing the whole score. Yeah. <laughs> I, I understudied it in Jupiter Theater oh, in 1995. <laughs> well, I, I will share a Secret Garden meets Sarah Bareilles story with oh, you. Which is that there is one. So that sounds terrific. About a year ago, one of the one of the first things I ever did for a Billboard was um, a profile of Sarah when she was just starting out with Waitress. And we discovered we have a mutual secret garden obsession. And we, we both launched into if I had a fine white horse together oh. at the same time. I'd take you for a ride today. Some, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had a fine white horse. Wick. I'm not, <laughs> about. I'm not sure if we're bringing in or alienating musical theater fans now, but whatever. They have to, I, they have to live with my secret garden obsession. <laughs> We've actually lost listeners. <laughs> Come back. Well, I've I've enjoyed nerding out with all of you, and uh, thanks for stopping by. And everyone should go see In Transit, which is on Broadway right now. It's cooler than we are. <laughs> I came here because it's where I had to be. Though some days can be a pride. So In Transit is on Broadway now at the Circle in the Square Theater, which is actually this really cool theater where everything there gets performed in the round. Uh, So no matter where you sit, um, you can hear everything amazingly and see everything amazingly. And so if any of you have not been to New York, I would highly suggest going and seeing In Transit there. Um, And by the way, for any of you who were big Frozen fans, uh, there is a Frozen Broadway adaptation in the works that you might want to keep your eye on uh, that Kristen Anderson Lopez is also working on. Uh, so thanks again, everyone, for uh, tuning into Billboard on Broadway. If you like what you heard, please subscribe on iTunes and give us lots of stars. Uh, and I'll see you back here next week for more musical theater talk, uh, this time with actual instrumental accompaniment. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.